Sinkaroo. Guys, this podcast is starting out with a special announcement, but first, I brought the banjo back. Oh no. That's the first announcement. The, the first of three announcements is that I only have two remaining announcements. <laughs> My second announcement is that the first announcement definitely counts as an announcement, alright? It's just making that clear. <laughs> Announcing your announcements counts as announcements. That would be my second so announcement. that's announcement, too. <laughs> uh, so that's the first announcement. Welcome to the Corridor cast, everybody. Uh, it's good to be back. We've got uh, around the around the pod today, we've got myself. Around the campfire. Nick, yeah. Nick Laurent. Sam Gorski. You know me. From and such hits as... From Podcast such hits Avatar as 2. <laughs> Avatar Podcast 2 episode. and Tiny Guns. Yes, yeah. Um, and then, of course, Nico. Hi, hey, Nico. I need hey. no introduction. I should legally Nico, change my name to Nico. Just Nico needs no introduction. Nico. <laughs> First name, just. <laughs> um, okay, so guess what's happening uh, next week? For those of you who haven't found out yet, don't follow us on oh, Instagram. Don't, don't listen happening? to the podcast very often. Well, guess what? We've got a very special announcement for you. Sam, what is it? Well, I am excited to announce that next week I'll be going... On my first hot air balloon ride. <laughs> That's not the announcement. Gosh, dang it, dude! That's Are you really doing that? that? No, 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 no. Which no. rental service? I, look, sorry. The announcement is that I have decided that I will go on a hot air balloon ride. Have you decided? Wait, where are you doing this? Did you get the Groupon or something? Uh, no, actually, I really want to do. I was thinking about this the, the last two weeks, and it's like you know, skydiving could be pretty fun. But a hot air balloon ride is like all the thrill without the velocity. <laughs> yeah, so very I low risk of death. Very low risk. Very mild way to get incredibly high. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, the That's real announcement exciting. is that Son of a Dungan is coming out next week. Son of a Dungan. <laughs> and Dungian. It's, it's cool. It's coming along. The episodes are great. People say yeah, they laughed at them and they thought they were, quote, cool. So the reviews are in. <laughs> the reviews are in. People said they laughed and were a cool episode. Yeah. You face a uh, pecu peculiar problem with Son of a Dungeon in that episode two is like exceptionally good, but um, it's not episode one. You know. I know. The best. Well, I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. The, all the episodes are good, but like the one where like, oh, this is actually really pretty solid, is episode two. I know. That's what I've been saying. Where it's like. The first episode is fine, but the second episode is where it like really gets like a turbo charge and everything gets really intense and really funny all at the same time. Um, yeah, so, but that's the whole point you know, of a series is that there's multiple <laughs> episodes and yeah. There's eight episodes. There's eight, so yeah. Wow. Also, uh, when we actually release the episode, first episode is going to be live on YouTube. Second episode will also be available on the site same, same day. Time. Oh, cool. We're going to watch comments in real time on the podcast with Carmichael yes. as the episode is released to the wild. <laughs> and then we're going to turn that into a podcast. That's going to come out the next day. So a week from today, when this podcast comes out Thursday, there's going to be another one where you're going to get live director and showrunner commentary from... Sam and Carmichael. 
So. Sam yeah. doesn't even know it. Look at him. He doesn't even know that's happening. No, well, I was, I was like, news to I'm, me. All, I'm, well, I'm also like, like out of town next week, so I'm thinking about how I'll make this work. <laughs> He's going to be on the right. hot air balloon. Yeah, I'll be, uh, there might be service up in that hot air balloon. Okay. Well, shoot, son. I'm going to be above I town did next forget, week. I did forget that you were out of town. Yeah, I, I just put two uh, and two together. We can pre-record some reactions from Sam. I'm just saying. We can do a whole gamut. That was okay. That was a failed live announcement. So um, I guess you're getting that. We we need to come up with another announcement now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could, I mean, we could just do it the following week. It's just not going to be as impactful because it's not going to be like as the episode is going live. Yeah. Which is what I wanted. I, maybe I could just remote in and just freaking. It's what? It's like an hour. So yeah. It's just an hour. Yeah hopefully, yeah, hopefully you can. Yeah, we'll figure that out. All right, cool. There's plenty okay. of time once you're up there, you know. Yeah, yeah hopefully and... you can you do it from an air balloon? <laughs> Let's that would be the ultimate. I won't be on it. I I have an announcement. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that I will not be on a hot air balloon as Wait. the series premieres. Come on. <laughs> Let's no. make this happen. Let's get you on a hot air balloon. No, no, it's not gonna work. Like there's no at hot noon noon Pacific next Wednesday. Oh my god. I don't know if I can orchestrate that, but I'll we'll try my hardest. We'll get you up in the air. You'll have the you'll have a phone, and you'll be looking. You'll be like, "Hey guys, hey, what up? I'm in a balloon." Uh, hey, I can't. I can't really. I don't really know where we're at in the episode, and I can't really hear anybody. But I'm up in a balloon. Yeah, and we're, we're like trying to do troubleshooting, like freaking like yeah. Sam, your audio's not working. I'm like in, in this like, hot air balloon. It's like, hold on, did you mute your mic? Oh wait, hold on. Your video Sam, keeps cutting your out mic. a little bit. Sam, all the mute comments your are mic. saying like, uh, can't hear him. <laughs> that would be Let's see if we can make that happen. Let's see if we can make that happen. You can that do a podcast be... where you're exclusively in a balloon. Yeah, okay. balloon boy. Wait, what if we do a podcast <laughs> where each one of us is in a separate balloon? <laughs> what oh my if? God. What if? The technology exists. We just hey, if any of you podcast listeners out there happen to own a hot air balloon company and want to sponsor a podcast, I'm being serious, but I, I also highly doubt that any pod, uh, hot air balloon operators are listening to us. Are you kidding but, me? No. I know, how hot, hot air, I know how hot, hot air balloons are to our demographic. <laughs> Let me tell you. Dude, there's definitely one uh, listening. There's at least a hundred of them out there. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Temecula, where Christian's from, is a hot spot for hot air balloon uh, enthusiasts. Yeah, it's mm. a, get some good pun, we were, by the way. We were, it's a real hot spot. <laughs> for hot air balloon <laughs> capital of California right there. No, Temecula. no, it is, it is. It is, man. There's a lot of ballooners out there. Um, is that what they call them? Balloon captains. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> I'm a captain of a balloon. <laughs> yeah, what are you, you called when, you're, when the... you're on my vessel? You will refer to me. <laughs> my law is absolute. <laughs> I am king. Once you're three oh miles above God. the surface, does it does it does the same international laws apply? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So is there anything to go like, <laughs> yeah. it's like maritime law? Be careful what you say. That, that's the admiral right next to you. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, I bumped into him like 20 times already. There's like nowhere Look else to Look behind you. This is his fleet. You keep quarters. bumping into the admiral. Like, Every balloon no, you see, no he controls. 
<laughs> Smaller balloons have to give way to bigger balloons. <laughs> We're in a basket. In the basket. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it's a man. big basket. Okay. I know, but depending. Yeah. Dude. Is the, is the captain the, the last one to go down with the balloon? <laughs> He gives the he gives the parachutes to everybody else. Women and children first. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Does he keep like he keeps like kid sized parachutes? They're on you the side to. of the yeah. they're on the side of the basket. <laughs> no, they're just smaller balloons. <laughs> if you yeah, run out of sandbags to choke off the edge. <laughs> Yeah. He's got smaller balloons hanging on the side of the basket, just like a ship would. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably just incredibly stupid, but I've always found it weird that don't you like you put to make the balloon go down, you like put weights off the side of it or something, right? You like you get the sandbags and you like throw them off. That's in the movies. How Why would you put them out? How would that change? Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like it seems like it makes no sense at all. No, like, it's just the, you just lower you the stop, heat in the balloon. You stop okay. heating the air inside of the balloon. I swear in like yeah. some movies I've, I've you seen. Put them outside that's the what I'm saying. Like it, it never lo made sense. The weight of the basket because <laughs> they're lower. Duh. Oh my god. <laughs> Quick, lower the weights. We need to go down. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like that's what never made sense in hot air balloon movies. What's up? We're taking off. Have you, have you got, no, oh my god! There's this clip I saw. He's angry. Oh, this freaking Irish dude. He's like, it's like a it's like a educational show, and he's like, here's a question you never thought about. What weighs more, a kilogram of steel or a kilogram of feathers? And then like a little timer pops up, like you're supposed to think about it. He's like, that's right, a kilogram of steel. <laughs> Wait, and what? then the rest of the video is just people, people one by one coming up to me like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, but steel is heavier than feathers. Anyways. Oh, God. It reminds me of that. Anyways. Dude. So, uh... Any other so that's what we're gonna do, Nick. I, I just some more questions about hot air balloon physics, but you know we'll, we'll get to that another time when we have an actual balloon captain come on the. I mean, how podcast. how do they work, Nick? <laughs> Dude, Sam's about to find out. Report back. Yeah, I'm <laughs> about to know. find out. Let us know what happens wait, when you take wait, that. Wait, let's be serious for a second. You never actually answered this question. Are you going on a hot air balloon ride or not? I I, the, I do not have a ticket to go on a balloon <laughs> yet, but I am determined. Still to go on this hot air balloon ride. Are Where you, are you going? going? Are you actually, is this like in the near future that you were determined to this make this next week? This is next week. Next week. As, as early as next week, if things work out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just clear your schedule for a week to prospectively go on a balloon ride? You got me. You got me. I cleared my entire week next week to see when I impulsively, impulsively just wake up and go. It's the it's the day. <laughs> are you going somewhere in particular, Sam? <clears throat> yeah, I'm going up to northern Minnesota. Oh, Ooh. yeah, going up to a there cabin. are hot air balloons up there. That's the thing. I know there are where like Itasca County Like yeah, near Grand Rapids, Minnesota, okay. which is okay. Yeah, it's like three hours north of the city four hours <clears throat> I don't know where the bit is that considered part of the right Iron now? Range Yeah, it's Grand it's Rapids adjacent adjacent to it. Okay Interesting Yes. Glad you could update all the listeners. Yes. As you can tell, I'm incredibly excited. So you're going on a balloon ride over Lake Superior. 
Maybe. <laughs> and, at that, and at that time, maybe you will be on the podcast. Are you, you going to make the sandwiches before you go on the balloon, or are you going to kind of just freestyle them that's up in the air? air? That's actually a good question. What do you do if you're hungry? <laughs> I, dude, that's why I'm asking. Well, I thought you had pops. it planned out. Do they like check your bag to make sure you're not carrying anything too heavy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to go. You have to go through a metal detector. Yeah, they have to, yeah. They have to go through a body like I bring, scanner. I'm, I'll bring like a whole Puget up there. I'm like, sir, I have to be live streaming in a few moments. No, it's like, sorry, sir, you can't bring anything yeah. on this balloon. That may sorry, be dangerous. Uh, no, to no, uh, no there, internet when we're uh, taxiing or taking off or landing. <laughs> USB charger. Are there at least USB outlets somewhere? On this please, on please refrain from using your electronic devices during taxi takeoff and landing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is like might might interfere with the radios. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a balloon mode on your phone. If you have you guys seen that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it puts could. out the least heat possible so you don't augment the trajectory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. It's like a low power mode. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Can we just make a whole podcast about hot air balloons? We're already halfway there. Yeah, it's already <laughs> happening. Balloon balloon food, am I right? I'm gonna be honest, I don't think anybody, any one of us can top Sam's balloon joke right there. That's probably the best one. Oh, man. Let's just stop. All right, so, so hard, what, hard what was your other announcement? You said you had three. Oh well, we'll get to that. I'll save it for the end. <laughs> um, yeah. So just to bring it full circle here, uh, yeah, cool show, Son of a Dungeon coming out very soon. It's funny watching 29th. it after playing it, and it's like, wow, like we were just really on top of it. We knew exactly what to do. We're so coordinated, and then like at the end of episode two, like it actually plays some table talk, and it's like, oh, that's right. Oh yeah, All we cut other everything hours. out. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah we cut it's... out three out of every one hour. Yeah, wow! For every hour you see, there's three cut. Holy! Yeah, so it's but it it's That's like how lot. you do it. Yeah, it's like but as as far as like a storytelling standpoint is concerned, like that's really freaking efficient. You know, imagine the amount of time spent working on like a script or filming yeah. stuff on set. How long that takes versus that. True. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and like it's so it's so that way, it, like it has the pace of a like a movie basically, where it's just story beats happening, happening, happening. Um, the I'd say it has the pace. It has the pace of a television show. I feel yeah, like. it definitely does. Like I, I was feeling like, oh, this is actually making me feel like I'm watching a movie. Not as in like I feel like I'm watching a movie, as in like it's triggering the same emotional ups and downs that a movie triggers in me. Like a, a and whenever movie. when each episode ended, I immediately got excited to to continue the story. Yeah. Sam. Yeah, the uh, the 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 scenes, Jake, between you and Sam, where you guys are in character talking mm -hmm. back and forth, are like actually legitimately yeah. funny, <laughs> and like the rhythms that you guys like fall into are really good. Yeah, <laughs> especially love the the evil count character or whatever I forget his actual yeah Vincilius yeah. so funny yeah. Man. Oh yeah, when we're in the bar, <laughs> it's great, and you're talking you're talking to me about the the. The tadpoles. Yeah. 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 And then you're like, you convince him to go drink it in his treasure room. It's all the way back. Like, there's like, not like a little story happens. It comes back, like, all right, drink up. We're like, in the treasure room. <laughs> and like, he's like, all right. <laughs> you guys have to go there still. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then you're in there, Nico. Yeah. I won't it's, describe it's how, but you're yeah. in the room and he's trying to swat you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good it's pretty funny yeah um it's crazy but like uh so i don't have the exact number but there's like about 30 green screen shots per episode and then about 60 to 70 individually un like unique full cg shots 
per episode as well. Um, yeah. And it's pretty wild if you think about like the volume of footage that we can like VFX we can put into it because like the, the shots in Unreal take longer to set up than they do to render, hmm. which, um, you know, normally it's like more even with like 3D work sometimes where it's like, oh, yeah, I work on this for an hour or two. And if I want it to like be animated and, and render it out, it'll take an hour or two to render out. But this is it's just like seconds. So just hmm. flying through these shots and. Are you even cool. using a render station, or are you just doing it all from... No, I just do it on my computer. Like, I just... I work for an hour or two, and then I hit render, and I take, like, a 15-minute break, basically. And then I come back, yeah. and I've got, like, a, a dozen shots ready to go. Awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, getting, it's pretty great. It's really easy to understand in. where we are in the maps, yeah. what's yeah. happening, that's who's like, there. Yeah. And that's always been my problem with watching other D&D shows, is you... You, I mean, you can imagine it. You, you end up coming up with it in your head, just like you're reading a book. But well, seeing it immediately just kind too. of like I try and watch any other show, and you pop in, and it's like, like sure, yeah, maybe you don't know the whole story. You're not starting at the, you know, the first episode. But even still, it's like it's really hard to catch up and go like, wait, where are we? Like, mm -hmm. what's happening? Who are we talking to? Who are these characters like? And with this, it's like that constant visual reminder of like, oh, you're in this guy's office or you're in a dining hall or you're in a cave or it's like there's you know you, you get so much more information so quickly <clears throat> are you gonna it. do a, an intro like contextual intro at each at the top of the first episode oh like a recap well there's just like a lot of things we talked about that aren't at the beginning of the first episode i noticed which is basically like who i mean we kind of go over this but it's very brief and it's just like who are these guys? Why are they doing this? Yes, we have there's that. A we have bit that, of that. That and you may have missed it because in one of the exports, there's there's the whole fly through, yeah, sequence that Peter rendered. Um, okay, and that's like about a minute long. And in that minute, there's VO that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's I like here's all the exposition. Perfect. You guys are monster <laughs> hunters. Blah blah blah. And okay, you got a yeah. top I don't, secret I don't have that. I don't have that version. Yeah, I, I did the same thing, Jake. I, I watched it and none of that was in there. It just started and it's like, all right, guys, so we're here in the woods and like, okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you guys yeah. walk up. Okay, yeah. That and was I a... was like, Sam, maybe we should like have like a title card or no, like that was a, just a mistake. <laughs> intro. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, there, there's a whole freaking thing. Yeah. And then you showed me and I'm like, oh, uh, okay. That's yeah. badass. It all makes sense. Now. It all makes sense. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. Can't wait. Does it work? Do you think people are going to want to see a second season? Honestly, yes. and and you know, with the we almost owe it to There's ourselves. There's two sighs right there, by the way. I'd just like to point out, Sam went yes, then he gave an exasperated sigh, and then he started talking. He paused, <laughs> and he gave one more exasperated sigh, and then he went into. Well, it. I can explain. So I I I I sigh. Whenever I sigh, that means <laughs> I have. An angel a, a loses dark, its way. thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I'm serious. I'm very serious. It, it, like, I audibly, like, when, whenever I think of something that's stressful or something like that, I, I, I just, it happens now. Um, but the reason man. I sighed is because, well, first off, almost like regardless of, like, how the show does, you know, there's this time investment that's been put into it. Uh, for example, we filmed it in February. And it's being released in September, you know, and that's a lot of months to work on a D&D &D show. Yeah. And a big reason for why it took so long 
was because of the virtual camera system that was put together for the green screen. That took basically like two months. months. Like, I wasted so much freaking time getting that stuff working, and it barely worked at the end. Um, so that that was a big, big chunk of time spent there. But then also like the entire concept of like, well, what are we gonna do with these models? Like, how do we, you know, show more shots of this? Like putting it together in Unreal and all this this learning curve of you know, taking these huge models and rendering them in real time and blah, blah, blah. And so now that I'm, I feel like I'm on the other side of it now. Um, I'm, I'm rendering out the establishing shots for like the seventh episode right now. Yes, you're yeah. close. There's eight and, episodes. And so there's eight episodes. And now that I've, you know, now I'm, I can finally kind of look back on the process and go, oh my God, like we, we could have done this so much faster if we would have done like X, Y, Z. And... So we could we could do, we could have done it in half the time, with with what I know now. So it's it's like it's it's almost the thing of knowing how cool the show is and what time we've put into it. It, it it's like worth it to just make the second season because yeah. of how much more efficient it can get. And I don't know. I just yeah. I Carmichael's saying the same thing. I think there's something um, there. Yeah. He was saying the same thing just about his process to get to the, you know, near final edits and the capture, the the dumping process, the daily process, like the assembly process, just all the way through on, yeah. the, on the editing side. too. I, I yeah. mean, I, I really hope people like it and I hope it does well by whatever metrics we kind of set for ourselves <clears throat> here, because it's, you know, it's the first exclusive. It's the first big exclusive show. Crew Cuts technically is already a big exclusive show i mean 100 episodes that's a ton yeah. of ton of time it's been coming out for you know a year um but this is the first narrative yeah and there's a ton of like cg you know it's like it's got a lot of spectacle to it and blah 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 and it, it definitely taps into uh a, like a popular you know culture thing D. &D. yeah yeah so hopefully it does well and then we can make a second season in a fraction of the time and it'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm hoping we can film it like, well, ideally people like it. We film it top of the year and then it's out by. It'd be out May, by like June. Yeah, yeah definitely. Even the, so like the virtual camera thing, too. Like I, I can't say specifically what this is publicly, but someone I got in contact with some a group of people who are basically making hardware that solves all the virtual production issues that we were facing from like frame drops and how do you sync your camera with the background and all that stuff to the point where it's it's effectively like a plug and play system Damn. um and we'll be testing it here in the studio in a matter of weeks basically but that solves a ton of issues a lot of headaches we were in, we had to like cut multiple shots frequently because we'd lose tracking or something would happen and this fixes all that so it makes it faster and then the whole like digitizing the maps process like photo scanning that stuff and figuring that process out was kind of a nightmare because we, we we were like how big do these maps need to be how, how are we going to scale them how do we clean up all this like geometry when we get these 3d files of the maps um so wait the the box doesn't do that though no the box is no 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 but okay. there's a whole learning curve and process of all right hey i'm gonna yeah photo scan four huge maps that have multiple pieces and parts and we're chopping yeah. them up like the doors 
<laughs> yeah. Doors literally sucks. Doors suck. You, <laughs> I, we photo scanned doors on the map and had to cut them out of the 3D model afterwards to to make it all work. And even like cutting out one door is like just just like half hour to 45 minutes of work. Just <laughs> just just kind of making one door move movable. Yeah. And so yeah, it's it was, there's a whole a episode where all we do is move doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the door what the door episode that, that was a joke spoiler alert yeah. um <laughs> anyways i remember sam a few days ago you were saying like i'm just gonna rescan all these characters in polycam yeah i did um, that and then you literally re-rendered every single shot they're in in just like a matter of minutes yep and they're all done <laughs> so yesterday that was the other thing too so we used reality capture for the maps which is great for huge massive high polygon uh photo scans because you can control like do you want 16K textures? Do you want four 8K textures? Like, how do you want to break this? You know, tons of control, but you have to use a like a normal camera for that. And uh, so when you're scanning like the actual miniatures, it's really tough because, you know, a lens has depth of field and blurry stuff in your image translates to blurry textures. Um, mm -hmm. So I basically rescanned like the main like NPC cast with Polycam, which is just on your phone and they're super high quality. They look way, way better. And so because it's all in Unreal, I can basically mm. scan these models from scratch, re-import them into Unreal, basically replacing the old models. And then without having to touch a single thing in any scene, I just bring open all the sequences from the first. I did literally 75% of the sequences from the first four episodes. I just dragged them into the render queue and hit render and walked away. And I replaced all the files this morning. So the first four episodes now has higher quality like character models, uh, and it, it like it took like an hour and a half <laughs> to render it all. It's it's like it's insane. But like you do that like once again, if we were in Blender or Cinema 4D, that would have been a nightmare to try <laughs> yeah, and yeah. do. You have to open every individual file, and you're like, okay, well, you know, you have to then take the new model and put it in the old position. You know, you can't just like quickly replace a file you know it's more it's more like using after effects or premiere where you're like oh i have a piece of footage i'm just going to re-import this footage at a new like file path and then it just yeah. replaces it there in the timeline it's it's basically the equivalent of that but for 3d right um so it's yeah super fast it's really cool it's really efficient definitely could not be doing the show without that that's awesome yeah i um well, I'm glad the tools are coming along. I mean, yeah, it was kind of like, hey, do you do we do this cutting edge thing with uh, in a way that we've never really created anything before? And you just kind of have to. I mean, that's how we've done anything, though. You just take it on faith, and you you know you know you know you know the intended outcome. You know the technology is stable enough to at least get a proof of concept. And then yeah. you know we did that. I mean, and you've been doing that for. I mean, what was the first like virtual reality mix thing that we started with? I can't even remember at this point. It was like two years ago. Was it? What was it? it no, it was Avatar. it was the uh, it was the uh, um, Lion the, King. No, it was the Area Fifty One game. Oh yeah, 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 right. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So that was the yeah. first. The, yeah. That was the first one that was like, here's here's a game engine. Yeah. Let's, let's mess with that. That was but very from, glitchy. I remember. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Well, it's also a way to stop sliding around. Yeah. But it was also like Unity because Unity so is funny. like a lot more bare bones than Unreal is. Mm -hmm. Well, there was also Sakura Digger. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I guess that actually that was the first one. Rest in peace. <laughs> the graveyard. Yeah, it's totally gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Yep, hundred percent gone. Rip. That's what he wants you to think. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we knew that it was gonna be a bit of a challenge, but uh I'm I'm just I mean I'm just glad that we went through and you know, especially from a technical side, you and Carmichael and Spencer and Natalie just going through all of that. And then now with these season two tools, it's like, okay, we know we have all this extra knowledge, but we only need to be able to do this. Yeah. So it should be, it should be more efficient. We'll see. It will be. It'll be great. It will be awesome. Doing two seasons a year would be the ideal. I think for that, if it can be efficient. Seems like <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's possible. I think during I mean, Sam's time. Yeah, we, if someone else could seasons. render yeah. out all the shots, then yeah, it'd be easier. Uh, obviously, yeah. It's not gonna. It's not. You're you're not gonna be able to just do exactly what you're doing for this season for every season. Not 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 if we're gonna scale it. Yeah. But, I mean, look at VFX artists react. Like, you look at the first episode of that show, and it's. Kind of janky. Not kind of. It's oh, very janky. <laughs> yeah, it's super janky. The <laughs> thumbnail's janky, like the whole thing. In, but so it was rickety. the first Model T Ford, you know? It was just yeah. like yeah, exactly. built in the cave. This so. shitty car. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the reaction is completely equivalent. I remember yeah. we initially filmed the microphones in the room, so it was just like boomy, yeah. like room tone audio. It's like people coughing yeah. and like sneezing <laughs> yeah, and shit. Because everybody's working yeah. behind us Everyone's literally time. right around you. It's like, hey, let's didn't just... we didn't we lose audio for an entire one or maybe yeah, it was the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had to one. use the on camera audio. Was, do we have on camera audio as a backup? Still? We do, we do. Okay, okay cool. Yeah. Just double checking on live on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this does we kind of double do, as a we could do a room mic. It does, yeah. <laughs> we, we could do a room mic. We have a room mic, apparently, kind of. Yeah, well, there's one on the camera. Yeah, so that's that's the same camera. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same AVR camera. If we need to, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be such. I'm glad we haven't had any like. Ilram's the closest we had to like. Uh, oh, don't say that. Technical. Oh, some wood I can knock. Sorry, on. never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, yep. you're right. There hasn't since that day. I was traumatized by hearing that episode, and I was like, never again. That's good. That's never how. Again. That's how people learn. It honestly is trauma. Trauma. <laughs> a little bit yeah, for, real. Yeah, for real <laughs> for real yeah um it's a very powerful learning tool <laughs> yeah uh nico how's your edit going we talked about it a bit two oh, weeks yeah. ago or Lights last week yeah. yeah i um uh, i was late to the podcast because i was working on it i was messing around with color grading and that kind of stuff but yeah it's super cool um but you know what i don't know it's this is so far out and like I feel like I can't talk about much more. I can just you say don't it's hype good. it up too much yet. <laughs> I don't want to hype it's it up cool. too much yet. It's, it's cool. cool. It's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's all. What's the coolest thing about it? I'm gonna leave it at that. Oh really? <laughs> not even. A little? No, 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 no. Just give me some time. I'm, it's not time to build hype yet. I don't want to steal the thunder. How are you gonna do the lightsaber effects in it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> is, is there, is there a plugin for that at this point? I have multiple ideas because the actual isn't there prop, a plugin for that at this point? There's a yeah, there is. This is like the best one ever made by Video Copilot for free. But okay. uh, the lightsabers themselves are so bright that there's also potentially a way to do the lightsaber effect without ever having to 
do anything by hand and just key the mm-hmm. image. But I also don't want it to be lightsabers. I want them to be energy swords. I want them to be different than lightsabers to some degree where they feel a little bit more dangerous, a little bit more deadly, a little bit sharper. You know, it's just lightsabers were invented in the seventies and they really haven't changed their style too much since then. I feel like there's a lot to be done in that space. Well, like innovation around energy swords is a little stagnant these days. (laughs) Has there been like a lightsaber style weapon in anything else? Like I, Kinda. everyone's too afraid. Everyone's yeah. too afraid because they're like, "That's a lightsaber." In video games, there are they're all over the place. In video yeah. games, I mean, just glowing magic swords, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, it's just you know, white Anime. core, color fringe. I mean, you know, we can do better than that. I'm gonna try to do better than that. So. Camo, we will. Camo, yeah, we will do better. Than you that. guys innovated with that video more just than anyone. Just gonna 3D track chrome rods onto each one. <laughs> track some hairy lightsabers, <laughs> dude. <laughs> But I think there's stuff you can do with, like, you know, it's plasma energy. It's being focused through something. You can do, like, stuff with, like, spitting globs of energy or sparks, um, you know, light beams. You know, having I a tip that's am- not... ambitious vibe. A tip that's not round but sharp instead. You know, nothing like a rounded Ooh. tip. Making it sharp? I mean, come on, this Ouch. is low-hanging fruit. It's been sitting there for somebody to walk along and pluck from the tree, so... Serrated? I'm like going to pluck it. Blade. Serrated? Are you going to oh. give it actual <laughs> metallic sound effects? Like dong, no. <laughs> just a low <laughs> dong, broadsword sound effects. <laughs> what, well, you could also do like a cool like particle system thing too, where it's like you just go like, all right, I'm gonna like rest- constrain this like vortex of particles or something on it, where it's just like just swirling stuff happening. Yeah, yeah I agree. That'd be you a lot of tracking and a lot of 3D work. Yeah, we're probably not gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think there is a lot of stuff you could actually do with it. Can you um, tell an AI to do it? I could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'd get back, though. <laughs> could be interesting. Error. <laughs> it's just a perfect lightsaber effect. <laughs> it's like, Basically. I just think, it's like all the all the AI would know is lightsabers, so it's just going to be You just showed a bunch of Star Wars movies, and you're like, so these guys are fighting with sticks. You, you know what to do, AI. <laughs> and AI just makes some lightsabers. You know, honestly, that you could probably do that's that. That's fucking hilarious. And it I'm, makes everything that's like a pole in the a screen. A couple grad students could probably knock that out in a few months. <laughs> no, you yeah, just show them a bunch of behind the scenes from Star Wars. Yeah. Where they're using sticks. You need to give them before and after. Dude, yeah. It turns every stick. People are just walking through telephone poles. Yeah, there's like stop signs that are on lightsabers. Everything's just like just glowing. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I did start looking into solar generators over the weekend. Did, I'm yeah. gonna take, this is what Ren would say if he was in the room. Here's the futurology me. segment. <laughs> <laughs> so In the future. <laughs> in the future, no one will have toes. <laughs> They'll have been absorbed into the foot. <laughs> uh, I like how every like, single futuristic prediction of what humans are going to be like completely forgets the whole, like, your physical manifestation is due to, like, what leads to more reproduction. It's like, how would not having toes make you reproduce Think and about it. When better? was the last time you used your toes? I in mean, only literally, <laughs> not having toes would only be a thing in the future if it actually was, like, more attractive to women. It's like, ooh, that guy's toes are real short. <laughs> I'm not women that don't like That's toes. Funny. That guy that guy only has two toes. That guy doesn't even have any toes. I want to have his children. Boom. That's how you end up with no toes in the future. Just do that millions of times. <laughs> <laughs> millions yeah. of times over thousands of years. 
or whatever. The, the robot couldn't, <laughs> the robot scanning for people couldn't identify the people without toes as human, so they survived. Hence, that's right. Yeah. All right. Well, if one part of our bodies were to de evolve, what would it be then? If it weren't toes, what do our we never use our that we still brains. have? Brains. <laughs> <laughs> our brains. What about earlobes? Who needs earlobes? Like, what the fuck do they get pierced do? all the time? You yeah, know? but that's just. So, arguably, some of the earlobes wouldn't wear earrings, and then maybe they'd end up missing on that. Well, don't your earlobes <laughs> help? That's why we have all earlobes. <laughs> don't your earlobes help you capture sound? So, <laughs> like they resonate yeah, like this. Kind of. No, like it hits it and it goes through this like thing right here and into yeah, your ear. Man, That's possibly, why it's curved like that. Possibly. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I think so. I don't know how. See, here's the thing. I don't know how. Well, like, does that mean I can hear better than Nico? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know your ears like fleshy cup around the hole in your head like helps direct sound into your ear and makes it better. Yeah. But I do wonder how mechanically efficient it is. Like, is this like? Is this yeah. like? Well, you know, a godlike perfect design of like acoustic resonance, or is it just like weird fleshy bits that are a little wrinkled and they don't need to be? <laughs> you know, like if these are perfect like satellite dishes, would they perfect. be better? We're all works in progress, man. We're all works in We're, progress. It's just always changing. We yeah. still have hair. Why the fuck do we have hair? We don't have hair. <laughs> what do you think GPT three has to say about the future? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you oh, go. Yeah, here, here we, we go. go. Get it. Oh boy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a really good prompt. Dear computer, right? what is the future so, like? <laughs> here's the prompt. The prompt is: We asked a really smart computer what it thought the future would be like. Period. Here are its top ten predictions. All right, another classic top ten GBT three. Right. Here we go. Buzzfeed article generator. Let's go. And this is popular mechanics, actually. All right, let's try it again. Oh, here we go. <coughs> Can't do it. One, virtual reality. <laughs> Two, biohacking. <laughs> Three, weird space travel. Four, robots. Five, new cities. Six, flying cars. Seven, better homes. Eight, 3D printing. Nine, self-driving cars. Ten, advanced AI. That's it. I mean, this is so insane. number wait. one is AI, and number That's, ten is wait. What do you think humans AI? will look like in the future? In what the future, humans? we'll all be really, really bored. <laughs> You'll be able to summon a robot servant to do anything for you. Wow. The pyramids will finally have some competition. <laughs> what does that mean? We'll have a more efficient way to get around town. You'll have a personalized soundtrack for every moment oh, of that's your wonderful. life. I'm down with that. You won't have to worry about getting lost. We'll finally have a cure for cancer. The internet will be a much more enjoyable experience. There won't be any more traffic jams. You'll be able to travel anywhere in the world in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll also be able to read minds, eat anything you want, never gain weight, skip straight to the front of any line. <laughs> you get a chair what? that massages you and moves you around to keep you comfortable. And you store your stuff in the cloud. You can do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll be able to charge your phone by breathing on it. <laughs> uh, then you yeah. won't just be a mouth breather in the future. You'll be a phone charger, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. That's a good one. That's a I really like how it's like doesn't understand the concept of like cutting to the front of a line. If everyone can cut to <laughs> yeah. the front of the line. Yeah. Can you ask it what humans will look like as we evolve? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the yeah, year yeah. three, no one would. We asked the world's smartest computer what it thought humans would okay would look like <laughs> in the we year 20 the world's 300. smartest computer what it thought 
humans would look like in the year 3000 period. Mm. Here's what it had to tell us. All right. I'm excited. Let's I'm see excited for this Earlobes, 20 bucks. Earlobes. Toes, <laughs> Toes is definitely going to be on there. Toes has been on the chopping block for generations. We need webs back, honestly. Swimming powers. Let's go. All right, GPT-3. I'm excited. Oh, Maybe no, you need to give it glitched. a top 10 again. I want to ask it also, like, what are some obscure hot air balloon laws? Yeah. <laughs> or or just, hot just hot air balloon laws in general. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all just about sex dolls. They're naturally going to be obscure. Come on. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we need to rephrase it as, like, human beings, uh, if human beings keep evolving, here's how oh, our yeah. bodies will change. If human beings keep evolving... Here's the most noticeable changes you'll see, colon. <laughs> All right, here we go. Healthier. Yes. More mm. attractive, more tolerant, more considerate. Obviously, yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. One, we'll be able to live in water. <laughs> Two, we'll see the end of disease and cancer. Three, we'll live to be around 200 years old. <laughs> Specific. Four, we'll all be like super mutants. Oh, we'll be like super mutants. Five, we'll have the power to fly. Six, <laughs> okay. we'll also be able to teleport. <laughs> we can move objects with our minds. We can control minds. We can change our appearances. We'll have the ability to breathe fire. But can we change our minds? <laughs> we'll be able to survive in space, see the future, communicate with animals. Plants, machines, earth, the earth, the universe. What? Multiverse. Wow. With everything. Wow. wow. We'll be able to change the past and future and travel through time. <laughs> wow. Wow. And uh, we can determine our own destinies, create life, change matter. And wow. the, the list is, it's, we have a 30 item list now. So um, we're gods in the future. Just we're straight up godlike yeah, so, yeah, it just, it just turns into god mode there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what, do, what do we complain about once we're gods? Can you ask it that and see what it gives oh, us? Oh, here's the top 10 things that gods complain about. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here are the top 10 things that gods complain about. Colin. <laughs> One, not taking him seriously. <laughs> Two, saying we're not sure if God is real. Three, saying we don't know what God wants. Four, saying God is not interested in our lives. Okay. Uh, these are like real complaints. Home. I want like yeah, the Greek like gods. Actual, like, church I want the Greek God complaints. Yes. I'm so wholesome. Maybe I'll change it from gods to deities. Yeah. yeah. Or Roman gods. Omnipotent beings. All right, here's the top 10 things that. Oh my God, my typos are all. <laughs> that typos uh, matter. Because otherwise it learns to. Actually, if you put typos in, does it just make the rest of the writing sloppier? <sighs> all right, <Probably>. well. <laughs> worshippers sacrificing animals. They complain about that. Sacrificing other worshippers. <laughs> <laughs> when people offer a small offering. <laughs> dude, that's such a main format. You're just like, dude, when someone makes a small offering, it's, it's, it's like, well, fuck. No, Bruce, it's actually, it, it went off the rails. It's all about tiny offerings and how annoying that is. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear this. Yeah, well. Um. No, no, it's believe... literally just the same thing over I was over just again. down yeah. on Earth. You wouldn't believe what they're giving away to us these days. <laughs> Dude. 
when people give offerings to other deities for more than one day and do not give deities or do not give offerings <laughs> to them longer for longer than one day That's the other, to the very other obscure deities. very specific very petty. Huh? yeah okay oh, you anyways. got two days oh man oh man <laughs> anyways well sorry now we know just got to interrupt it, the flow here with some random ai shit <laughs> no this That's is the great. futurology segment yeah we just got to the, the bottom this is the it. future futurology yeah. segment i'm excited for the future now that sounds cool yeah me too yeah. Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like the thing that kept me going was looking forward to your hot air balloon ride. But oh. now beyond that, when that's over, the next thing I have to look can forward to is Can we ask about fire. what the top 10 obscure balloon ride laws are? Oh, yeah. We can Google that. All too. right. But that's going to be the end of our podcast. Oh, okay. Well, well, looking or should up. we talk about maybe like what the hierarchy of like balloon crewmen are? Crewmen oh, no. Are. Ask it. Ask it. Yeah. Ask it. Balloon crewmen. Hmm. Like, I see what I see what the wackiest balloon accidents are. Oh, okay, the wackiest hot ask air balloon. It, ask accidents. it to describe yeah. the ranking structure of balloon culture. The, the, oh, the, boy. the, the authority these, these structure like of Google's balloon not culture. GPT three searches. Okay, uh, I'm gonna start with hot air balloon accidents. <laughs> Here are the ten most wacky hot air balloon accidents that ever happened. I did delete it at all. <laughs> I have to type it now. You can't just voice it the second time? It deleted. I'm just typing it for... Do you guys know about like the fast typing method on your phone where you just swipe your finger across yeah. the letters? Yeah. Like, uh, that, command really. structure, balloon, hot air ballooned, hot air balloon, command, command structure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. These are all just like legit... Oh my gosh. Are they not wacky? Like hitting power lines and bursting the flames. Oh, here we go. The Same. 10 wackiest hot air balloon accidents that ever happened. 10. The war of the air. <laughs> In July of 1794. <laughs> this is why it's 10, by the way, yeah. not number one. The French Revolution was in full swing. The Jacobins mm. had had control of the government and thousands of... Wait, where is this going? I want to see where they this is going. They captured the whole fleet of balloons. So, uh... French citizens were being executed by treason. Very dark time here. Um, and then, what are the Jacobins? Do you know what these people are? Uh, Jacobians or whatever? Jacobins? I don't know. Nope. Don't it's know. a faction in the French Revolution, I'm sure. Okay, so they started an insurgency against the government and began burning down buildings and killing people. Okay. They sent soldiers to put down the rebellion. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were led by none other than Napoleon. Uh -huh. The insurgents were trapped in a fortified chateau on the outskirts of Paris. Okay. They had plenty of food and water, so they were able to hold out for several weeks. Bonaparte, <laughs> Napoleon, that, that is, decided to use his hot air balloons to attack the chateau. <laughs> oh, here we go. It came back around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first balloon he sent was filled with explosives, but the wind blew it off course, and it exploded. Uh, it exploded. Come on. Why, oh, it's hanging up. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> the, the Jacobians, the, the Jacobians the established uh, uh, <laughs> so Republican Napoleon government. came to power because of <laughs> yeah. the battle prowess earned by sending balloons into battle. So, yeah. So He's the, basically a glorified clown. So the next balloon was filled like, with poison gas, but it landed in, a, in the moat around the chateau. The soldiers in the chateau thought it was the insurgents trying to gas them, so they opened fire on the balloon to destroy it. The last hot air balloon Bonaparte sent was filled with his soldiers. The soldiers oh landed God. on the roof of the chateau and were able to take it without any casualties. 
It's, it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, okay, first balloon These blew up, second one caught on fire. Let's put people in the third one. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like right, a great you'll, idea. You're not going to believe number nine. The hot air balloon of death. <laughs> <laughs> in 1849, an Italian named Luigi Torelli was the first person to use the hot air balloon in a war. Well, after Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Uh, he was previously in the French military, but he came to Italy after being expelled for being a revolutionary. <laughs> I want to use balloons for everything. <laughs> Once in Italy, he began experimenting with hot air balloons and eventually began using them in war. <laughs> he used a hot air balloon with a bomb attached to it to bomb the city of Venice. <laughs> <laughs> One bomb. <laughs> the bomb landed in a residential area, killing four people. Oh, Torelli was captured Jesus. and executed. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's the tale of Torelli. One bomb and gets executed. This is the bomb. We're not the war. Torelli. Jacobin was a member of the radical part of the revolution that okay. uh, promoted the oh reign of terror. God. And well, eventually, they, they were the like the SS of the French Revolution. They were the really they, they were the hard. They were the extreme ones who. Gotcha. Uh, that, yeah, that was. That was I, they were I the mean, guillotiners. I'd hardly yes. call these accidents, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else does it have? No, no, number eight is certainly an accident. He accidentally it's, got it's executed. The, it's the balloonist's last flight. It was the August of 1852. A hot air balloon was carrying an American girl named Hannah Reed. She was on her way to meet her father at the Great Exposition. Exhibition in London. She was accompanied by her 17-year-old brother John and a 15-year-old French girl named Elizabeth. They were flying over the town of Hertfordshire when the balloon began to descend. It was on a collision course with the farm. The pilot desperately tried to steer it away from the building. It didn't work, and the balloon crashed into the farmhouse. Everyone was killed. This is why you can't hijack balloons, all right? It's dangerous. Yep. Yeah, that was kind of incredibly dangerous. Seven is pretty good so far. Promise, promising. Uh, it's called inventing a new sport. In, 18, in 1866, oh, there was a hot air balloon race that started in, in, in Boston. Man. Yeah, it ended in New York City, and two of the competitors in the race were American brothers named William and John Jeffers. 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 The brothers were confident that they could win this race, but they had no idea how they would get to the finish line. <laughs> They'd never flown a balloon before. <laughs> they decided to cut the balloon. They'd oh. never flown a balloon before? <laughs> so they're trying to get to the race, and they realized their balloon was too large to transport by rail. So they decided to cut it in half and carry the pieces on the train. They carefully cut the balloon in half using a hot knife. They, they removed the basket and tied the balloon pieces to a flat wagon. They <clears throat> successfully transported the balloon to the finish line. <laughs> oh, th however, they were disqualified because they had not actually flown the balloon to the finish line. <laughs> the balloon was then cut up again and sold to the public. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Juicy. Number six. Dude. The hot air balloon accident that wasn't an accident. <laughs> no, 1823. Dude. A group of British army officers were back making hundreds again. <laughs> they were attending a dinner party at the home of Colonel Crichton. The officers were having a great time until a hot air balloon crashed into the house. The balloon was carrying a young couple who were to be married the next day. Everyone in the house was killed, including the bride to be. <laughs> Who was decapitated Tragedy. by the balloon's basket? Oh, the accident God. was covered up by the government to prevent a panic. Oh <laughs> People find out about this, they're going to Dude, ride. I imagine a hot air balloon it's crashing gonna be into a panic in the building. streets, guys. And I just imagine this. <laughs> but instead, everyone was killed and she got decapitated? 
And it wasn't an accident. No, it yeah. was not an accident. All right, we're getting hot. Oh, the, number five, the balloonist who got cold feet. Uh-oh. It was December 1808. A hot air balloon race was held at the county fair in London. It was a fairly low-key event, which is why it attracted a lot of attention. People <laughs> were just like, I really want to chill out. So where can we go? It's like nationwide. Yeah. There were two men that were supposed to fly one of the balloons, but they decided at the last minute they were not going to participate in the race. However, a young 14-year-old boy named William Russell was standing nearby when he overheard the men talking. He asked if they would let him fly the balloon. They agreed, and the boy took off with the balloon. <laughs> the balloon was supposed to fly for a few miles. However, the, blo- the boy flew the balloon for nearly 30 miles and landed safely. He was rewarded a gold medal for bravery. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure this isn't GPT-3? That, that was an, okay. Anyways, number four. The right, scout- go, to, go to two. Hold on, we're going. The Dude. scout who flew too high. Um, I don't want to rush it. These yeah. are good. These are good. These are all good. Oh boy. Well, what happened to the scout that flew too high? Well, it was 1880, obviously, and the hot air balloon. There was a hot air balloon in New York City, and it was the largest hot air balloon ever built. No way. Oh. Three thousand cubic meters of hot air. That's a lot. And it soared to a height of a thousand feet. Damn. That's not very high. It was ever. It was the first time a hot air balloon ever flew that high. However, the balloon was too large, too large to fly in most weather conditions, so it had to be flown in the most optimal conditions. And its flight was postponed several times because of bad weather. Sensible. And on the 17th of September, the weather was perfect, and the balloon took off. It rose to 1,000 feet, but caught in a windstorm. Uh He tried to pilot the balloon to safety, but he was unable to control it. The Uh balloon was blown over the city of Brooklyn and landed in the middle of a city street. The pilot was knocked unconscious by the impact. And the balloon was completely destroyed. It was the first time a hot air balloon had been destroyed. And was a very significant loss for the aeronautics community. (laughs) Because there was a huge huge aeronautics community in 1880. Dude. The first time a hot air balloon had ever died. Besides the one that Uh, the three that Napoleon destroyed. yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so anyways, uh, it repeated the hot air balloon of death story. Uh, it was French this time. Uh, to su- I can summarize it, though. It's basically these guys had a close call, landed, and were fine. And then it just says five years later, they were killed in another hot air balloon accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Number two. Hot air balloon of death two. Oh, oh no. Oh. Sequel. Electric balloon. <laughs> it's like we need a title for this accident. We're going to use hot air balloon of death two. Two. <laughs> Like a hot air balloon of doom. Like, yeah. 1785. A hot oh. air balloon was oh. built for Jean Francois de la Trade de Rosier. He wanted to re- use a balloon to take him <laughs> to the top of the cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris. He took the balloon to the top of the church, but he was not able to reach the top of the spire. <laughs> Very pathetic flight, I suppose. The balloon was too heavy to carry him high enough to make it <gasps> to the top of the spire, but he was still determined to make it to the top. He climbed. <gasps> Into the basket, the balloon was filled with hot air. The balloon lifted off the ground, and when it reached 100 feet, the balloon exploded. Oh, my gosh. And he fell to his death. Oh. And number one, ladies and gentlemen, Here the we hot go. air balloon of death three. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, no. Hold on. This is still about Notre Dame. Refresh. You can do better than this. All right. Can we do it? Is the sequel going to be better? Let's see. 1828. Another French hot air balloon. It was larger than previous balloons, and it was designed in a way to make it easier to control. The balloon was filled with air, and it lifted off the ground. 
The balloon rose to 300 feet. But then the pilots decided to jump to safety because the <laughs> balloon continued to rise and eventually exploded. <laughs> the pilot's body was found a few days later and a crowd of people had gathered to watch the balloon. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, jumping that to safety from the balloon? Been, that should have been number 10. That sounds like some oh, AI man. story writing. Right yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I refreshed it to see if there's an alternate ending and there was. And it's uh, the balloon exploded and it was the first time an ex explosion happened mid-flight with an air balloon. <laughs> the pilot, this time, did not die. He was lucky enough to survive the explosion, but he was severely injured. He was taken to the hospital where he was treated for burns. He eventually recovered, but he was unable to walk for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and he was named Jean-Pierre Blanchard now. Okay. And he went down in history as the first man to fly in a hot air balloon. Wow. <laughs> Do you Dude, think there I was a real Jean-Pierre Blanchard? It's like this, uh, it, it, it must be drawing on yes, like real Yes, Jean-Pierre Blanchard, a wow. French inventor. So it's actually drawing on some real names here. Jean-Pierre Blanchard was a French inventor best known <laughs> as a pioneer in balloon flight. Oh my god. Who so distinguished himself truth. in the conquest of the air in a balloon, in particular the first crossing of the English Channel mm. on 7 January wow. 1785. Before the balloon exploded and he narrowly escaped with yes. his life. Wait, okay, let's see if he died. Let's see if he died in flight. Let's see. God, I, I like I literally just <sighs> cry. And that was amazing. Can't help it every time we wait. Wait, wait. On twenty February eighteen oh eight, Blanchard had a heart attack while in his balloon. He fell from the balloon and died roughly a year later due to severe injuries. This is not AI. <laughs> oh my god wow. His widow continued to support him herself With ballooning demonstrations Until doing so also killed her Oh my god wow. dude wow. Ballooning is dangerous careful man When you go <laughs> Yeah maybe, maybe just remember Blanchard okay? Maybe this is why I haven't booked it yet Dude never forget Blanchard Sam do you have any more announcements to make Well I have a new <laughs> announcement which is I've decided to postpone My hot air balloon ride indefinitely <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you know it's probably for the best. What After twist. those stories, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's other safer ways to get a thrill. Sky always ask for AI. Well, friends. it's it's really come full circle. <laughs> All right, I'll give it the. I'll give you guys this. With that sad announcement that I had to make, I will consult the AI and ask it. Ask it what the safest way to get a thrill is. What okay, is guys, the safest way? Early early balloon flights triggered the phase of public balloonomania. Oh, it's a real thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking balloonomania. I'm blown away. Blanchard here, established balloonomania. Here's the safest way to get a good thrill. Uh, a safe car, I guess. <laughs> oh, on a mountain bike. There we go. Hey, you have one of those. I already have one yeah, of those. There you go. All right, well. No balloons needed. I guess I, I have all the tools to get a thrill in my disposal already. <laughs> all right, well, that was a great podcast episode. Thanks for listening, Ooh. everybody. Guys, after the invention of the modern parachute in 1783, uh, Blanchard demonstrated it as a means of jumping safely from the hot air balloon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. His, his first parachute demonstrations were conducted with a dog as the passenger. Did the dog make it? Uh, it doesn't say. <laughs> I guess I'm going to assume no. Later, he had the opportunity to try it himself. In 1793, his hot air balloon ruptured, and he used a parachute to escape.
Oh, he did so jump I to guess, safety. He wow. did, he did he explode. Did eat it. So this, it was really okay. It yeah. knows what it's talking wow. about. The 1800s, man. Balloonomania. Yeah. Balloon Sounds wonderful. I'm going to take everything he said about that. Dude. Yeah. Like, it's a whole new world. It's like a really intense drama about like these backstabbing balloonists. See right now. Robert Downey Jr. Christian Bale. Benedict Cumberbatch has oh, yeah, to be in there, definitely dude. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. As the rogue one who's like... Yeah, he's like you know, the rogue naysayer. He like creates a balloon that no one's ever seen before. And, yeah. and he's like really manic. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. try yeah. and ask him about his balloon. He, he just can't ever and, give him the time and of day. Like, no one like, is concerned. <laughs> no one is concerned enough about the high risk of death other than other than Benedict. Chauncey, yeah. He's the only one who's there? taking it why seriously. Why do you always stare at the sky? <laughs> it starts with a montage of them yeah. as boys looking at the sky and birds. <laughs> it's like, one day I had a dream. A dream of flight. <laughs> oh, hey, there was another guy named Jeffries. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> We're writing the movie. Let's do yeah. it. Let's write just it. Do it. Uh, I, I, he's right. making tacos right now. I need to head home. All right. All right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> That's Until it. Next time. All right, so Son of a dungeon. <laughs> Son of a dungeon comes Son out next week. Dungeon. Son of a dungeon. Don't don't oh, miss out. Man. It's a crazy. It's what, crazy. What a it's wacky crazy. podcast. I'm gonna go really on good. about Balloonomania until Christian fades me out, guys. Balloonomania was a strong I... public interest or fad in balloons that originated in France in the late 18th century and continued into the 19th century during the advent of balloon flights. The interest began with the flights of the. Montgolfier. Oh, you got it? You turned it off? I haven't yet. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Don't stop, Jake. Don't stop. There Keep it going. is. Okay. Um, soon afterwards, Jacques Alexandre César Charles flew another type of balloon inflated with hydrogen, and both types of balloons were used from then on. The fad quickly spread in France and across the Channel in England. Um, public responses. Early ballooning was met with mixed responses. Crowds of hundreds or thousands of enthusiastic onlookers would turn out for a balloon launch, even threatening to riot if the launch was delayed. Some, however, were not quite as impressed, as shown by the events of August 27, 1783, when Professor Jean-Alexandre César Charles, who had been commissioned to build a rival balloon to the Montgolfier's version of using hydrogen, launched his own balloon from the Champ de Mar before a large crowd, including American scientist Benjamin Franklin. The balloon traveled for 45 minutes, quote, and 15 miles to the village of Genoese, where it was attacked by frightened peasants upon landing. <laughs> 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 